Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the week, Lord. We come to you before with all the things we have learned in this week and remembering all of them. And Lord, we just pray that you would bless this. We call your authority here, Lord, that you would um, teach us, inform us on these things, and put in our heart a passion to pursue you. We pray all these things in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so you guys, this week, what did you learn on Monday? The law. The law. Exactly. What did you learn about the law? necessary. You kept on learning about the law. What else did you learn about the law? What, what was, what's the title of our, of our theme this week? What's the, what's the, the books were opened. Is that, what's that referring to? Are there only some books or is there other books? Other books. Yeah, that's right. There are other books. Um, what, what's the other names of those books? Book of Life, and the Book of Works, which is called the Books, like the title up there, and the Book of Remembrance. I think that's the three types there are. Okay. There's two, there's, so there's two types of books. There's the Book of Works and a Book of Life. Okay, and there's the Book of Remembrance. I'm not sure where that book comes in as far as my studies go yet, but we're going to focus on the Book of Life and the Book of Remembrance, right here, to get an understanding of what worldview is. The book of, the books that were opened. <clears throat> the books that are open are the ones that are for works. And with that concept of works to get there is everything else in the world that thinks that you can achieve it, that thinks that you can make it. That book of works, thinking you're good enough to achieve it, that's everything else outside of what salvation in Christ is. The book of life is the one where you are walking with God, where you have been brought there through Jesus Christ and, and the cross. I'm going to give you a definition of world... Or let's, this, is, this is the theme verse here. It says... For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Our goals here are to present you with the challenges you're going to face, to give you an understanding on worldviews, and through all this information to know how to meet those challenges you're going to face, whether it's in college or high school, wherever it is, even, even in situations of, of just um, when, you, when you're not in college or high school, on just normal days where you meet people. In order to meet these goals, we're going to briefly examine all the many challenges there are in the college setting, and we're going to focus specifically on some of the philosophical challenges that come from a different world, from different worldviews. And we're going to give practical ways of implementing what you learn 
and resources for further study. Um, I want to introduce my brother Judah. He's going to be giving the next section here. And uh, give me your full attention, please. All right. Um, so one of the objectives is to figure out, uh, to discuss the many challenges that we will be facing in, in college. And uh, not necessarily just in college, like Caleb already mentioned, but this age group right here, uh, teens and 20s, I know there's some 20s out there, um, are going to be experiencing challenges that are very specific to, to what you're going through right now. And so uh, I want to discuss that and, um, and whatnot. So, so first of all, I want to ask, um, let's say uh, one of your friends in school asks you uh, what, what religion you are. Um, how many of you, by a raise of hands, would say that you're Christian? Okay, good. Then uh, this next part should be easy. Uh, what is Christianity? Um, what does it mean to call oneself a Christian? So I'm going to ask this of you, and uh, I want you guys to, to respond and tell me what does it mean? What does it mean to be a Christian? So anybody. Sacrificing your life for Christ. Excellent. Okay. Do we all agree with that or, or no? Everyone agree with that? Raise your hands. Or not agree with that? Anyone not agree with that? Okay. All right. We want this to be a consensus here. Um, okay. What else does it mean? A personal and active relationship with God. Excellent. Yeah, please raise your hands. Tirza. To know Christ and to make him known. Are we agreeing with these? Yes? No? Nothing? Okay. Um, others? Yes. To be born again, to be transformed. Okay. More? Is that all there's to it? Is, is Christianity... Um, well, what, what are some of the main beliefs about Christianity? Just, just the beliefs. Um, we already got some of them. Yeah. That Jesus Christ died for our sins. That's, that's a, a central claim to Christianity, Daniel. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And what else is he? Dustin? And he rose again. Absolutely. Christ, uh, Paul said that if Christ did not raise from the dead, then our, our faith is in vain, and we are all of all people most miserable. Excellent. What else? What else does Christianity believe? God is the creator of life. Excellent. Okay. Now, does, does Christianity, these are all good, and we haven't covered all the beliefs by any stretch. Uh, that would take up a full forum, and, and I realize that you guys got out of choir late, and so you guys are probably tired from that and hot, and that uh, you guys are hungry, and um, so we're going to try and, and limit things as as much as we can here and go through this quickly. Um, so, but is Christianity just about believing? Is it just about saying, yes, I believe these statements? No. Who said no? And why? You've got to actively live it. Excellent. So, so how do Christians actively live their faith? Give some examples. 
what does Christ call us to do when we accept him into our hearts and when we lay hold of these claims? Yes, in the back. To be Christ-like. Okay, that covers a broad range of things. Good. One more. What does he call us to do? Daniel. Okay. Yeah, to, to spread his good news. Excellent. Okay. Um, so you guys uh, have hit the mark pretty well. What do you think... Um, now, if I were to ask you, um, what does the world think about Christianity? Uh, a, a sociologist by the name of Christian Smith went to a lot of people your age, thousands and thousands of people, and he interviewed them, and he uh, gave them surveys, and uh, he tried to find what the conception of God was and Christianity by the youth in America. And after going through all these surveys, he narrowed it down to five major tenets. And uh, let's see if these are uh, what, what we have talked about here. Okay, number one, God exists. So far, so good, right? So that's, that's a good start. Uh, however, um, so they believe that God created the world and he watches over it. However, um, he isn't seen as a very personal God uh, by, by the youth. Uh, he's seen as someone who's detached and doesn't really have a lot of interaction in the world. Um, number two, God wants people to be good, fair, and nice to each other. That sounds pretty good, right? Okay. Um, okay, number three, the central goal of life is to be happy and feel good about yourself. Okay, this is what the majority of your peers believe about God. Um, what's wrong with feeling good about yourself, right? Number four, God doesn't need to be involved in our life except when there's a problem. So we don't really want to get really close and intimate with God unless something happens like a death or an illness to the family, and then, you know, we'll call on God and ask for him for help. And then lastly, good people go to heaven when they die. So these are the five major tenets, and um, is this uh, conception of God anything close to Christianity? Anyone? Yes? No? Okay. Why not? Um, I'm, who, who all thinks that it's, it's different than Christianity? Okay. All right, good. If, if not, you can come and, and talk to me afterwards. Um, uh, okay, this is one of the challenges that you guys are going to face, one of the major challenges. Um, and uh, this sociologist made a big name for, for uh, these belie this belief set of beliefs, and he called it uh, moralistic therapeutic deism. Now, I don't expect you all to, to remember that or maybe even know, know what it, it might mean. Um, but in essence, what it is, it's, it's a fluffy kind of Christianity, if you can even call it Christianity. And uh, it's a mix between uh, a divine butler who serves all your needs whenever you ask him, say, hey, I want this God, and then he gives it to you, and a psychiatrist where you go and say, God, I need help with this. I, um, I have this trouble in my life. And uh, one, one more thing about it. Do you guys notice there was no mention of Jesus Christ in it at all? So that... that um, so that calls into question whether or not this could even be called Christianity. Okay, so we just learned about moralistic therapeutic deism. 
Um, what, that's one of the challenges. What other challenges uh, are you guys going to face? Start, start naming them off. Yes. Okay, good. Kel, do you want to write these down? Peer pressure, doing things that, that are fun. What's wrong with having fun? Uh, are we not allowed to have fun? Okay, so peer pressure into doing things that are not right. Okay. All right, so good. That's, that's definitely an area. What other challenges are you guys going to face when you get into college? What? I'm sorry, you need to speak louder. Lust of the flesh? Okay, what do you mean by that? That's, that's a pretty abstract. Okay. Um, who here, by the way, wants to go to college? Raise your hand. Okay. Does, does anyone not want to go to college? You can be honest. All right, good. <laughs> well, not good, but I mean, not, not bad either, but okay. Um, okay. Uh, so peer pressure, lust of the flesh. What, uh, what other things? Stress. Okay. What do you mean by that? Here, let me give you this. Oh, great. Okay, well, you're talking about college, right? And um, so you're in, like, your books a lot. You're not really focusing on God a lot, and then you're just, like, all just clustered up in books, and you can't really think straight and all that. So that's when you need God in your life kind of help you get, get through that, right? So. What else? What are the difficulties? Dustin. Uh, different religious beliefs. I mean, if you're not strong in your beliefs, you can uh, actually go to different religions, and that'll hinder you later on in life. Good. Yes, there's one back here. Ridicu ridicule about what you believe and how uh, Jesus Christ might not be real from other people. What else? Yeah. Oh, lots over here. Like arguments with your family and your brothers and sisters, like in your teen years, that gets like way worse. If you think it's bad now, it's only going to get worse. Um, compromising with sin just because other professing Christians do. Okay, compromising with sin. I think one thing we all struggle for is looking for God's peace as far as where we're going to go in college. I know that was a big thing with me is trying to choose a major, you know, it's the rest of your life. And I, sometimes, you know, we don't know what God has for us and trying to figure that out can be very hard on us and trusting God that he's going to lead us down the path that he wants us to go. Excellent. These are all very good. You guys are um, examining the whole range of, of issues that, that we're going to face here. Any more before we move on? World views? Who said that? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we're going to go into that, actually. Um, imagine that. <laughs> okay, and, and what, what's a worldview over there? Well, we'll get to defining that later, actually. Um, we won't put you on the spot because we haven't taught it to you yet. Okay, so um, you guys have pretty much thought of all that 
we've thought of. Um, we've narrowed it down to five major challenges that you can lump all these, these challenges into. Uh, number one is the philosophical and academic challenges, um, the different worldviews, uh, you know, being challenged with different religions, being challenged with different ideas and different modes of thought, and how are you going to respond to those intellectually and give a defense for what you believe. Um, number two, uh, what kind of rela relational and situational problems and challenges are you going to come into? You know, we talked about, uh, you know, people bashing you for your faith or problems with, um, with uh, sexual, uh, sexual attraction that's going the wrong way and, and whatnot. And so how are you going to deal with, with those kinds of situational and relational problems? Um, guidance and direction. You know, which college do we go to? Where does God want us to go? This is, this is a huge question for people in our age group. Um, uh, practical spirituality. Um, it was touched upon, too. Just, you know, when we're so busy with things, how do we get to doing devotions? How do we get to doing our, our, our prayer? How do we get to, uh, you know, do studying the Bible? Um, and then lastly, uh, I was somewhat touched upon, but how do we stay plugged into our church during this time? Um, it's really easy to kind of just fall off the face of the earth when you're so involved in your studies and not really go to church and not really get that support. And uh, as we'll see, church and family, um, it's, it's not only one way. You know, church can su support you uh, and give you accountability, but you can also still contribute to, to the church in, in a large way. Um, just imagine if, if all of you, you know, who are going into college just kind of dropped out of church for four years. I mean, that's a huge vacuum um, that's, that's taking place, uh, but there's a way for you guys still to be involved and to contribute uh, to your local fellowships. Whoa. Okay. So uh, we don't really have much time to go into these in details. I wanted to start with uh, the second challenge. Um, actually, I don't think we're going to be covering these uh, just for sake of time unfortunately. Okay. Okay, I do want to cover the philosophical challenges, though. Um, you're going to be encountering different viewpoints, and you need to be able to engage them in a meaningful way. You just can't say, well, that's what I believe, and there. That's, you, there you have it. Um, you know, how are we going to engage the minds of other people who are coming from a different viewpoint? Um, Ephesians 6.12 talks about that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in high places. We're battling ideas. We're battling forces in our culture that are huge and much larger than us. And in order to do that, we need the power of God behind us, and we need to be prepared and equipped to do that. We can't just go in and expect to come out alive. Um, a statistic... Uh, you guys, everyone was in Werner's sermon. Do you guys remember the statistic that, that he gave? Uh, one out of eight, it, it drops from two-thirds of people will become Christians before they're 18, and only one-eighth of people will give their lives to the Lord after 18, once they start going to college. And about 70% of people going into college saying they're Christian come out of college saying that they're not a Christian. So if you don't come into this prepared to face the cultural powers and the forces that Satan has, um, you're going to be smashed. Okay, so what philosophical challenges do we have? 
Oh, we already talked about moralistic therapeutic deism, just the fluffy gospel. You know, everything is, is fine. You'll go to heaven when you die, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, along with that, these are also very important things that you guys will have to face in college. Um, relativism, pluralism, hedonism, individualism, materialism, nihilism, postmodernism, and different worldviews. Now, those are huge isms, and uh, I realized that, so I broke it down for you. In essence, relativism means no absolutes. You know, you can say something, and that can be fine, and I can say something, and that can be fine, and we'll just get along. It's a belief that all truth is relative to the individual and to the time and place in which one acts. There are no absolute truths. Pluralism is the, the idea that says there are multiple paths, there are multiple ways to get to God. The belief that reality is composed of many ultimate substances, the belief that one should be tolerant of all religious beliefs because no one religion can be true. How are you going to face pluralism? Uh, hedonism. Uh, this is a word that not too many people may know. Uh, it, pretty much it's the idea of eat, drink, and be merry. Uh, the belief that pleasure is the principal good and should be the highest aim of the individual and society. How many of you see this among your peers? Yeah, I, th I think it's a, a huge um, thing that's plaguing our, our young culture. It's just, you know, go for the, the spur of the moment. Go for the pleasure that, that you have now and don't, don't see the consequences that follow. How are you going to face that? Um, individualism, this is a word I'm sure most of you have heard before. Uh, it's the idea that we're all islands unto ourselves. You know, you are there, I'm there, I have my little, you know, uh, earbuds in my phone and I've just, in my ears, and I've just, you know, tuned out the whole world, and everyone's tuning out the world, and they have their own little bubble or sphere. I'm not saying that iPods are bad or anything, but uh, people definitely misuse them and tune out the world. Uh, pretty much it is a moral, political, or social outlook that stresses human independence and importance of individual self-reliance and liberty, not inter-reliance, not interdependence, which is what Christ calls us to in the community of believers. They're more interested in individual people than in society as a whole. They're interested in oneself rather than others. They're egocentric. Uh, materialism, I think we all have heard this word Keeping up with the Joneses, a desire for wealth and material possessions with little interest in ethical and spiritual matters. Nihilism, uh, this is the getting towards the end of the list here. Nihilism is pretty much the idea that it's the idea of despair. Uh, nothing matters anymore. You know, it's the view that the world, and especially human existence, is without meaning, purpose, comprehensible truth, or essential value. There's no purpose to life. There's no meaning. Nothing matters. And finally, postmodernism is the, uh, the age that a lot of historians say that we're living in right now. Um, and its, its main tenet is that nothing is knowable. Uh, you know, there was the modern age where people rejected uh, the religions, uh, the religion of the day, uh, Protestant and, and Catholic religion alike. And the modernists said, we don't have to have God anymore. We can have science and we can have, um, have all these man-made things, and this will get us to truth. Well, postmodernism um, rejects the modernist idea and says truth is not knowable no matter which way you cut it. Um, yeah. And then also there are the different worldviews which are going to focus on for the next uh, few minutes or so. 
And so please give your time back to Caleb. Okay, let's define a worldview. What is a worldview? Anybody have an idea what a definition is? Give me a hand, somebody. Nobody? Jesse? A view of the world. Nice job. Couldn't have said it better myself. Here is actually uh, two definitions. A lens through which we see the world, pretty much what you just said, but a, a more thorough one says any ideology, philosophy, theology, movement, or religion that provides an overarching approach to understanding God, the world, and man's relation to God and the world. <clears throat> Forming a worldview, there's ten disciplines that form it. There, an example given is that to form a worldview, you pretty much need a bundle of sticks, and this bundle of sticks comprises of ten sticks. And we're going to go through those ten sticks really quickly here. Um, first one is theology, um, the study of exists, the study of the existence or non-existence, natural and attributes of God. You mean just the ten disciplines? Um, philosophy is another one. I mean, you guys, you can you can also get all this stuff on the recording and go through this again so you guys can see it in more detail because we just don't have the time. Philosophy, ethics, biology, psychology, sociology, law, politics, economics, history. What different kinds of idea, what good different kinds of ideas and religions are out there? Anybody have, give me some, some ideas and religions that are out there. What was that? Mormon. But all the way back. Buddhism, Muslim, I can't hear you, somebody can repeat it, oh okay, Judaism, Atheism, how's that, Hinduism, I mean there's agnostic, back again, please be quiet so we can hear it. Say it loud. I can't hear. I didn't hear what that was. Sikhism? I can't, I can't hear you. You have to speak really loud. Catholic? Scientology. Okay, I, I see the hands. I'm glad you guys, you've already given a pretty huge list. There are so many more out there. All of these worldviews are affecting, all these different religions are affecting you right now because you have friends you've heard of these things so they're affecting you and what they say and what they believe is going to affect what you believe too so but pretty much all of those which you just listed can be listed under three main categories theism secular humanism and cosmic humanism under theism there's christianity judaism and islam and you can see the ones that are listed in the other areas there's there's three major categories there yeah there's pretty much, uh, theism are religions that believe in a god, right, a, a higher power. And so uh, things that fall under that category are Christianity, obviously, Judaism, you know, the Jews, and Islam, all the Muslims. They all believe in a god. You know, Muslims believe in, in Allah, and uh, Christians and uh, Jews believe in, you know, Jehovah. And so uh, pretty much 
uh, secular humanism under that, you know, the secular world under that falls atheism, agnosticism, uh, and communism as another form of atheistic thought. And then also we have cosmic humanism. Um, and under that, you know, you have the, the Buddhist, the Hindu, uh, the New Age movements. And if, if you want to have a distinction between these three, um, you look at it at what they think about the natural world and the supernatural world. Okay, the secular humanist says that the natural world is the only thing that exists. There is no supernatural world. There is no place we go after we die. It's just matter. It's just the universe, and that's it. Um, whereas the cosmic humanist believes that um, the material world is not the important thing. The material world is not uh, as, as real as the supernatural world. It's all about reaching nirvana. It's all about coming to you know, your inner self. They, they reject the, the material world, the natural world. Um, and then theism, uh, it, it affirms both the natural and the supernatural world. Yes, we live in a natural world, but there's also a spiritual, a supernatural realm. And obviously theism centers around God and the other two center around the self. Okay. So those, these are five categories which we do not have the time to go through. Um, it's actually time to stop now, but we're going to hopefully take just a couple minutes to, to bring this together. Um, you, have, you have all these different worldviews. I mean, these are percentages of different religions that are out there. Christianity, including Catholicism, and any kind of type of Christianity is 33%. However, if you break it up, um, Muslims are the highest at 21%. And, I mean, Catholic Catholicism is the second largest specific religion out there at 16%. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's 16 point something percent. And our faith is like, a, it's a very low, um, I say our faith, but you, there's, there's different graphs out there. You can see these things. Christianity, there's 2.1 billion. That's including the whole mass of different types of um, religion, I mean, um, types of Christianity, like Pentecostal and just all that, Catholic. Uh, I think even Mormons put in there as well. Um, Islam is the next, Hindu, those, are, those are the numbers. 1.5 billion Muslims. Um, Hinduism, 900 million. That's a lot of people. These are, these are huge ones that you're going to, these are the majority of the ones you're going to face. Um, we're not going to go through these because we just don't have time. But these are such essential points in just the, the way of thinking. It's, I've, all of these different worldviews are a distraction to the one way. It's either, it's like what I said in the beginning. You're either going to have an idea of works. All of these worldviews are based on some type of work or system or even a denying of any system. They're, they're such an essential thing. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Um, that's okay. I'll, I'll just keep going through it all. Um, I'm not going to, if you guys get this thing on the CD, you can read through these definitions. Um, all of these worldviews are affecting you. I mean, these are, there's so many different lines and just, how can I describe? There's so much to describe to you in an amount of time of how all these are affecting your very thought right now. There is actions in the world that are active right now of ideas. They're trying to, they're trying to press entertainment on society so much. I mean, this, this, maybe, maybe there's nobody in charge of this, but this is what's happening. Entertainment's being so pressed on society to make us feel prosperous, because when we feel prosperous, we feel satisfied, and we're satisfied if we just feel like it's a good place to be. That's a lie. That's, I mean, it's, actually, it's, it's a partial truth is really what it is. But when you have a partial truth, that's a lie. 
The reality of it needs to be is our satisfaction needs to be in one thing alone. God. And salvation through Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, let's consider this the most important part of this forum. So please uh, hone in your, your attention now. Um, we didn't really go over these. However, the application, uh, you can still take things away and... Uh, and whatnot. Uh, one thing I want to go over, it, um, I really want to stress the importance of, of studying the different worldviews to, to make yourself knowledgeable so you can have intelligent dialogue with these people when you go to college. Um, but a word of caution with that, you need to be very careful when you, d when you do that. Um, uh, obviously, there's a lot of beliefs out there and it's really easy to become very confused. Uh, no, one, no one is excluded from that, no matter how, how smart you may be. So go into it prayerfully uh, go into it fully grounded in your faith. And, uh, you know, I'm sure many of you have heard the analogy how to counterfeit um, officers find out the counterfeit. Well, first they study the original dollar bill, and then they're able to point out the counterfeit. So in the same way, we need to, to know our own faith before we, we delve into these other beliefs. Um, and then obviously have a support and accountability from both your parents, from your mature Christian friends, and also from church leadership. Um, Know the arguments that you can you can use uh, to refute some of the claims of these other worldviews. Um, be prepared for that, and really, a lot of it just comes with experience. A lot of times, you don't just don't be afraid. The, the main thing is don't be afraid to get in conversations. It's okay if you don't know everything, but say, okay, I don't know that, but then figure it out and come back and continue the conversation on from there. If you don't start a dialogue, you'll never get good at dialoguing. Uh, know the scripture uh, to, to back up the claims. We were going to go through a lot of these and just see how each, there are so many points in scripture that refute the claims. You're wondering, okay, what does the Bible have to say about Buddhism? Or what does the Bible have to say about atheism or, or whatnot? Or just, you know, I don't believe in God. Well, obviously, you know, the Bible talks a lot, a lot about God. Um, but know your scripture. That's, that's the most important tool you can have. Uh, ground yourselves in the word of God. Um, when sharing your faith, just a couple pointers um, from experience and, and whatnot. Uh, be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, if God's calling you to say something, then say it. And, you know, don't, don't think that you have to have every word figured out. Uh, Jesus said that he'll give you the words when the time comes. Be humble. Don't think that you know everything and that the person you're talking to is just a complete idiot. Um, and, and going along with that, respect the other person and what they believe. Uh, that way you'll, have, you'll be able to have um, intelligent dialogue. That doesn't, to respect what they believe is not to believe what they believe, um, but they, they do deserve our love and respect. Um, make sure that your love for them is evident. That's one of the greatest witnesses that we can have is our love for them. You know, if, if we're just coming down on them saying, oh, this, 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 and they don't see our love, um, it's just going to go off, go over their heads and off their backs. But if they see that there's a true love and something maybe that they don't have, they'll, they'll listen to us and they'll give us their time. Um, reasoning can only go so far. So maybe share how personal your faith is to you. Share your testimony. No one can refute your testimony. Um, and just some technical things about communication. You know, don't raise your voice. Uh, don't, you know, don't go off topic. You know, be logical. Otherwise... You know, they'll just 
um, they'll quickly lose uh, lose track of what you're saying, and uh, a wall will go up in defense or whatnot. Um, and available resources. Everyone got a little piece of paper on their seat. Okay, good. You guys got it. Uh, on there are a lot of websites that I really encourage you guys to go and explore. Um, Summit Ministries is is one where we really pull a lot of our resources uh, from this forum off of. I'd encourage you to go to there. They even have uh, two-week seminars that you can go to and learn uh, intense for intense two weeks. Learn about worldviews. Um, I've been to one of those. I know that. Um, so not only Summit offers it, but also uh, the Truth Project from Focus on the Family. So maybe talk to your parents about that and see if that's something that uh, you'd be interested in going to, maybe with a couple of other of your uh, Christian friends. And, uh, and Caleb has one last word in conclusion. Okay. Um, oops. The question is, how are we going to go forward from here? Where do we go from now? You know, I want to make it available that if any of you have want to know more, we had so much information. There's so much more on this that we already have. You can come up and ask us questions anytime you see us. Um, but a huge part of staying encouraged and doing this all is corroboration. I want to, I want to read a thing on for you. It's, I call it the, the horse example here. It's in this book called Do Hard Things. Did you know that the, the expectation of, of adults out there on you guys is that they're expecting you not to do bad things. They're not even expect, they're barely, there's very few adults out there expecting you to do phenomenal things, good things even. And when you do it, they don't think it's going to last. That's the challenge for you. Go out and do hard things. But sh to stay encouraged is being together. I'm going to read this example. A study of horses revealed that a single horse could pull an average of 2,500 pounds. The test was repeated with two horses. You'd expect the weight pulled to double to about 5,000 pounds. Not so. Two horses working together pulled 12,500 pounds. That's five times the amount one pulled alone. So that's, that's an encouragement. You guys, you have your, you have your local congregations, you have the, your friends, your peers. All of this is so relevant. There's so many things on this. I just want to encourage you to, have, to continue this passion. You've heard the whole week of the law and different things. You're either convinced or not convinced that the Bible is true and God is the way and Jesus Christ is your Savior. You're either convinced on that or not. And based on that, you'll either be complacent, you'll either, partially, there's, partially believing is not believing. God wants you all or not. The question's up to you and there's so many resources here and I, I wrote down a lot of encouragements of just things to do. If you have questions about them, come and ask me what they mean. But they're, they're just, don't go, do everything by faith and prayer. Ask God, okay, Lord, I noticed this need. How do I go about it? How do we, as a group, actively pursue it? He's right there. He will guide. That's what faith is, trusting him. All right? Let's close in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we give you the glory for all that's been done. We don't know, Lord, what's yet to come, Lord, as, we, as this is the last full day of camp, Lord, and we go our separate ways, and we don't know what will be. We just, we have a hope of what we've learned and an anticipation. We have plans, Lord, of ways that we may discipline our life. We just pray that you would be our source, Lord, that we would be reminded of your word and your comfort in our life as we would face a person, God, 
that we would be reminded of you, that we would turn to you, not try to be quick to speak, that we'd be waiting for your word and be patiently speaking, not becoming angry because we feel lesser, but that we turn to you and walk with you wholeheartedly in every decision we make. All that's been done, Lord, and all that will be, we give you the glory and honor in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.